0: Public, A.K.A. formerly known as, may still be known as, Project Luminous. Who knows? But we're going to talk about it, and that means you are listening or watching the Resistance Broadcast, everybody! Welcome back! I'm John, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, it's our discussion episode. Obviously we have other stuff that we do in said episode, but we're, we're going to be talking about The High Republic and the new series of books and comics coming out, taking place Uh, A longer time ago in a galaxy far, far away Uh, with me, as always, James and Lacey. Guys, uh, it's, can you believe it's, this has nothing to do with Star Wars. It's March 5th today. Like what happened to winter? Like I live in, I live in Connecticut. Lacey, we live in Connecticut. It snowed, what, once this year? I can't believe it's March already. That means. You know why? Why?
1: Because I bought a snowblower this year.
0: And uh, because of that, the weather changed and we didn't get winter.
1: I went, we're going to get so much snow this year, I'm going to buy a snowblower. (laughs) And I went to Lowe's and bought a snowblower, and we've used it once for like half an inch of snow, just because we were like, well, we have this, we're going to use it. got to
0: use it, yeah. And
1: then it did nothing. So, James, what are
0: you, the one with the the will of the four, what are we doing this week? What's going on?
1: I fear nothing for all this, as
0: the
2: force wills it.
3: Well... It's the Will of the Force.
1: Oh,
0: three weeks in a row, Will of the Force. Yep. Can't um, even say it's back, baby. It's just been it's been, been here. <laughs> here. Yeah. Still
3: here, baby. <laughs> Still kicking. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Will of the Force this week, uh, we have two patron questions, and we're going to kick it off right away with Kyle Baker, uh, Major. Kyle Baker uh, wants to know, will we hear any mention of the prophecy of the chosen one in the high Republic content that's coming out? So John, I'm going to start with you on this one, the chosen one. Are we going to hear about him in the high Republic era?
0: That's uh, that's tough. Cause I'm trying to think of where else it's been talked about aside from the movies. Cause you know, it's it's pretty clear that there's been um, a long time of the Jedi, you know, serving justice and, and protecting peace and prosperity in the galaxy well before the High Republic. So, um, it's it, it's if they want to pull the trigger on it and they want to, do, you know, some sense of connectivity. What can we talk about in the High Republic that connects us to the other stuff that would make sense? So, maybe they do that. Um you know, you know what? Maybe one of these stories is about that, about uncovering this prophecy. So I'm going to say yes. Why not?
3: Lacey? what do you think?
1: I think that they will talk about it because um, in the Skywalker saga, you know, obviously they talk about the Chosen One and the prophecy and Anakin and then Luke and then there's another. Um, I think they need the starting point that taught... Like, they don't want to be exactly what the... Tied to the Skywalker saga Because they want to explore new eras But I think by little things like this Like discovering prophecies It's a way to tie it back So you're like, ah yes, this makes sense Outside of obviously having lightsabers And it being Star Wars But that I think that's a small way they could Not really small But it's just a way they can tie the stories together Without being too over the top Like this is the Skywalker saga 1.0
3: Hmm. Yeah, um I also do think they will uh Ooh. talk about it. 3 for 3. There, there's really I feel like there's only two ways to go about this. Either the prophecy was created or um Prophesized on whatever Mm -hmm. long before and it has yet to come to fruition because anakin is the chosen one right or some people might say luke or whatever but Mm -hmm. either way it definitely has not happened at the high republic era so you got to think during this era the the prophecy of the chosen one is still out there and they could potentially say do you think it's it's jimmy you know, right. do you think he's the the chosen one, Jimmy? So it's still I, Jimmy. yeah, I don't know, just uh, <laughs> Sheila or whatever. You know, Sheila. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but whoever that that person is over there, the other option is is we don't know how far back it was created so the high republic could be where they say oh well this was all rough and this was terrible but don't worry i'm prophesizing now that there will be a chosen one who will bring balance to the force it could be the time where it was actually first created. Um, so either way, I think it's, it's a win. Um, I, I, I doubt that it was the prophecy of the chosen one was like a hundred years ago. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That seems yeah. like, you know, like t- 10 years ago, somebody said the, the prophet will come the chosen one, you know, it's right. like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Three for three on that one. Uh, the next question is, will a fourth Disney plus live action star Wars series be announced by the end of 2020? 20. So less than a year, uh, we only got till December. Do you think that they're going to announce a fourth live action show? Lacey?
1: Yes, I think they will. I think a big focus at star Wars celebration this year is going to be TV. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be solo.
3: I was Just laughing cause it's like, you... we're putting our focus here. <laughs>
1: I think <laughs> what we talked I, about. I honestly think their focus is going to be TV.
3: Hmm. and you think it's going to be solo yep don't do this stuff to me <laughs> john will it be solo <laughs> just change the question altogether
0: um i try not to even think about that like i i honestly my brain try to think about that it, it won't ever happen but even mm-hmm. though it's like the thing i've i've never wanted more in star wars for some reason um do i think a a, a series will be announced um I think so. And, you know, it stems back to that Patreon chat we had uh, about that bonus question uh, about, you know, what's going on with the movie productions and stuff like that. Like, I think they're really having a rough time figuring out how to make Star Wars movies beyond connectivity to the Skywalkers. And they, you know... They have all these creators that are allegedly developing stuff, and the only one confirmed is Ryan Johnson. And this has been two years, over two years now. It's been since fall of 2017, Ryan Johnson's stuff was announced, and there's still, we don't know what's going on. So there's something wrong with that. And I think because of that reason, they're going to have these ideas for these series that aren't as high leverage as a theatrical film. So I think um, they got to do something. Uh, so I think we will hear at least an announcement whether whether that fourth series happens I don't know because you know Cassian seems to be on some uh, thin ice but uh, I I agree with Lacey I think they will announce a fourth series before the end of this year
3: yep I am uh, in that boat as well and actually what is going on today I don't know yeah, I went and I looked, uh, the Mandalorian was officially announced, or at least the title was announced October 3rd, 2018. And then a month later after that, they announced Cassian Andor in November, November 8th, 2018. And then we didn't hear an official announcement for another Star Wars property and or Disney Plus show, I should say, live action until August 23rd, 2019. So almost a year later. But if, if, uh, they went all the way till August 23rd of 2020. We're still well in the timeline of this will the force question. And that would be the longest span they've ever gone to not announce another TV show. So and it's celebration. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, 2020 is, I mean, we have a full year and we haven't got one since last August. Lacey, they're not
0: announcing anything at celebration.
3: Yeah. Although, you know what was funny? I thought I'd bring this up. Bob Iger announced Cassie and Andor on the uh, on the call, the earnings call. Did he? Yeah, I looked that up and I was like, "Whoa!" And then I watched like the the um, Star Wars show, like Special Alert, and they were like, "Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, announced yesterday that blah 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 blah." It was like,
1: it was definitely almost- an oops, don't announce this, and then he did, and they were like, "We got to act like we did this on purpose."
3: Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I say all something? Right. No, miss, you can't. No, no. <laughs> all right, now no one's
0: going to know it. No one's going to know it.
1: <laughs> Just go. What do you got to
0: say? I'm going to miss that guy.
1: <laughs> you had your chance, John. He was right there.
0: Lacey, he's still going to be around for the next two years. We I-
1: could have
3: had it all. But there's no movies for two years. How are you going <laughs> to run into him? Uh. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss that bird. Nobody gets that <laughs> joke. All right. Uh another Patreon patron question from Commander Noah. Uh our Commander Noah wants to know will this kind uh will <laughs> how to say this, will this kind of creative team effort that is being used with project luminous be used as an approach in creating a more cohesive set of films in the future? John, this one's right back at you. What do you think?
0: I, I'm i going to say no to answer this question because I think the creation of, um, a cohesive story with these books and comics is a different animal from um, filmmaking because uh, there's so much more involved in terms of making these films and so many variables that can come into play. I mean, look at you know what happened with Carrie Fisher dying and they had to change that whole thing. There's just way way less room for error when you're putting books together um, than you are movies. So I'm having a hard time connecting this. So I'm going to say no to that. But having said that, I think without question, your next Star Wars saga uh, film-wise is going to have a map uh, and and a plan and a blueprint in place um, because of you know the the back and forth and the chaos uh, of the sequel trilogy, which I still love very much. Um, but I think mainly because of that situation they are learning from that and they're going to put more of a map together. Because let's not forget the original trilogy didn't have a plan either. And people forget that. Like they didn't have Leia being Luke's sister till Return of the Jedi. So, mm. uh but I, I think they are going to, you know, use, uh, yeah, I've been bringing up Marvel a lot and I used to hate that, but what they were able to do uh, is insane how they connect a lot of stuff. So I think Star Wars with one saga of three films or whatever they're going to end up doing, they could pull that off. And I think that's what they're going to do.
3: I think he just finally realized how good of a comparison it is. (laughs) Um, Lacey, do you think that uh, they're going to use the project luminous model or idea concept for a future filmmaking?
1: So in my real life, I'm a project manager and the more people you get involved in a project, the more difficult it is. And It's great when you're writing on a gigantic dry erase board and coming up with ideas like dinosaurs. But it's terrible when you put that plan into place of what the actual execution is. And like John said, I think writing a book is very different from making a movie or making a TV show. And there are so many more things that are involved in it that I don't think you can use this like collaborative eight-people team to come up with a movie. Now, people at home are probably saying, but Lacey, what about the story group? They're there to like check canon stuff and throw names at items that don't exist and come up and make sure that it's canon. I don't think they're creating one cohesive story together. Um So no, I don't think they'll ever use this. And like John said, I think... If they were going to bring a team in, it would be for like an overall, this is where the story's going. I don't think they would get into like the nitty gritty, I guess. So no, they will not.
3: Yeah, it's weird. I don't I don't really know if... I feel like we're all on the same page, but I don't know if we're even giving... Are we all saying no, then they won't do this?
0: Right. In, in a weird way, yeah.
3: That's what I'm saying is like, it's kind of a weird answer. I, I think... Uh, you know, for Commander Knower to get his answer, you can hear what we're trying to say. I don't know necessarily that they're going to bring in a group of people and then say, here it is, JJ, here's the plan. If anything, it would be JJ and then him telling them, here's the plan, and them more. Uh, which is what we kind of thought it was originally going to be. I was, Oh, the story group. Yeah. They're not coming up with the stories, but they're going to hear what JJ has to say and then like make it all work together or whatever. And it's kind of just like, it, it wasn't that. And I think they need to, uh, they recognize that they need that cohesive story. Um, Cause I've said this before on the pod, if they, you know, you you like seven, you hate eight, you, you like eight, you hate nine. What what, it doesn't matter. I think the one thing that all fans agree with was it probably all would have been a little bit better if they just had an overarching story. Right.
1: Right. They wrote them all at the same time. Yeah.
3: It's like, we all just kind of, yeah, just agree that it's like, Oh, you probably just had it. We don't really like the hand it off to the next person model. So, the future of the movies is exactly what John said. There's no doubt about it. They're going to know where they're going. Yeah. Multiple films in into it. Yeah. Um, last question, though, before we move on to the bigger discussion, or actually, I should say the Patreon Padre that comes next. Um, will there be more than or less than or exactly three Star Wars theatrical films released from now and including the year 2030? So... From 2020 to 2030, do you think there will be more, less, or exactly three films? Theatrical films. And Lacey, you're starting this one off.
1: From now to 2030. So in the next decade.
3: And including... Yeah, t- uh, 22, 24, 26, and then nothing till 30, 31. Like, what do you think?
1: I think they're going to create exactly three films. Okay. No, I lied.
3: They're going no. to create
1: exactly <laughs> 4 films.
3: Oh. So, wow. what where's your math? Let's hear it.
1: A series and then one standalone.
3: All right. All right. Okay. All
2: right.
3: So, the answer to the question would be more. More uh, John than 3. More than three. All right, John. What do you think? Three? You say four?
0: No, I was I was holding up four fingers. Um, <laughs>
3: the, I don't think me no, assuming was, that
2: was a no. Bad I was thing. I was
0: I was yeah visualizing Lacey's answer. Um, okay, gotcha. I was yeah. Um, Patreon joke about holding yeah. up fingers. Um, I <laughs> think is it, see, Lacey's got me thinking four. I was going to say three because...
1: You can't say four because I've said four.
0: I can say whatever I want. Though. <laughs> that's what I do.
1: As creator of Make Solo 2 Happen.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I John, don't know. quit digging your grave.
0: Yeah, I'm having a hard time here. I'm really having a hard time. James, do you have a... Uh, con- can you come back to me? Do you have a concrete shot at this one?
3: Yep. Yeah. I, I think that um, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh, on one of our uh, Patreon videos. But uh, d- what do you think the difference like of the new CEO coming in? What are one of the changes? I think if anything, uh, there's going to be a big shakeup at Lucasfilm as far as that uh, him making it happen or, or Kathleen Kennedy getting it together or bringing in someone else. And I think that whatever happens, wh- whoever they bring in, they get it going. They get it going and we're going to get the trilogy that, and they're going to do that. And then they're going to be back on the one film a year, uh, route. And I think that, you know, I, I don't know exact dates. I assume what what's the one that we're looking at 2024. Is that the one or 2023? The, the
0: only date 22. Yeah. That's the only date. The other dates are washed. Yeah
3: so but but I think that's still likely to happen 22 24 26 and then I, I think like 27 28 29 30 I, th- I I think they're gonna they're gonna start figuring it out and they're gonna be back into they're gonna find their stride that's the best way to put it I think all right so I'm
0: gonna say so you said more you're saying more we both said more yeah yeah I'm you three you guys is so, so little you guys sold me I was gonna say three because i There's nothing going on right now, and Mm -hmm. and I just have so many doubts about it. But I think you're right because I think there will be a changing of the guard. Um, my only thought is if they don't announce something concrete about this 2022 movie by the end of like this year or like early next year, like a year from now. Mm-hmm. then it makes me wonder, like, are they moving the, are they making the Kenobi movie or show a movie? And that's going to take the 2022 slot to give them more time to, you know, not backtrack and delete that timeline off of uh, their upcoming movies. Um, and then say they did that, then they would still have a new trilogy to make, which would give you four. So, and then I still think Ray's coming back like in 10 years, I think in 2030, you're going to get Ray back mm-hmm. um, with a new movie. So I'm gonna think I'm gonna say it's like five. So I'm going over now. Like I'm all over the map. But I, uh I uh, you guys sold me on over, and I'm 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 going yeah. one more because I just thought about Ray coming back too. So you're gonna have maybe the 2022 film is like your Kevin Feige, like help us, Kevin. You're gonna get your trilogy, whether that's Ryan Johnson or your next like this is a different saga, whether they go to match up to the High Republic, like Benny F and Wise type of situation was gonna be. Or and then Ray comes back to start her new trilogy through the t- in the 2030s. So I'm going over to. We had
3: a lot of cohesion here in this uh, Will of the Force.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Um, but that uh, that being said, the Will of the Force is over for this week. Uh, maybe, maybe not. It'll be back next week. Uh, potentially one with the Force. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. See what <laughs> Baze is up to. Um, <laughs> Lacey, I'm going to send it to you for the Patreon pod
1: race. All right, guys, time for the Patreon pod race. So, how this works is, there are some ways that you can support us and join the resistance, and that's by liking this video, commenting, subscribing, uh, sharing us with your friends and family that like Star Wars, uh, following us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, or... You can go even further if that's not enough for you and you really want to get into the Resistance base. You can join us at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We have several different ranks that you can join and it's a really great uh, positive community that you could be a part of. So this segment is for our generals, which is our top ranking tier, uh, and they get to be a part of the show. So we ask them a question and they give their 60 seconds and then we respond to it. So this week... We have General Neil Lowry from the UK. He is our General of Positivity. He's honestly one of the nicest, kindest, most positive people in fandom. And we asked him, what did he think about the Project Luminous announcement and details? So, Neil, take it away.
2: Hello, John, Lacey, and James. Uh, What do I think about Project Luminous? Uh, Sounds an intriguing idea. Uh, I'll certainly be getting some of the books uh, I'm just wondering how it will translate into a more general audience. Uh, most Star Wars fans will be very interested in it, but wondering how just the general average Joe will uh, just be interested in you know a series of books and comics. Uh, unless Dan line they're going to translate it into a Disney Plus series or a movie. I just just uh, a bit. Confused about how they're going to take Star Wars forward into the wider stream. Uh, It seems this sort of uh, a niche sort of uh, a market for it. Uh, I love your thoughts on it. Uh, Certainly want Star Wars to continue healthily and keep going. And I think this is a great idea, but I just wonder if they're just taking a slightly more different approach to it.
1: Neil, great job. I love how you say luminous. Mm -hmm like luminous <laughs> sounds like so much better than when I say it. John, <laughs> what do you think?
0: Neil has been a little spicy last couple of pod races. <laughs> um, and I like it, Neil. I like it. Um, yeah, you know, you, you, you've listened to our podcast all the time, every week, and you've been a faithful, uh, supporter of ours. And I can't thank you enough for that, obviously. But being that you are, you get the Patreon content, and you know my points of view on this type of thing. Uh, you're right about the concerns about the general audience being reached on this, and how I know that is like I I step outside of the bubble a lot uh, for my mental sanity, and also just because I you know like to talk to other people about what they think. Um, my brother had messaged me saying like the day before the event, he's like what's this Star Wars announcement? I'm like, uh, there's a new series of books and comics taking place uh, before the prequels. And he just writes back, uh <laughs> lame. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of fans who are just like, all right, Mando, movies, live action. That's that's like a big chunk of your Star Wars fans that... that bring mm-hmm. the uh, bread to the table so to speak so you're right Neil um, uh, I think you have a good point there now what they do with it I'm not sure I think I have some things I have to say about that which we're gonna do uh, in our next segment but uh, great take honestly and uh, again like Lacey said you, you know you're the general positivity you're very generous with your shout outs and your tags and I don't know how you if you have lists or spreadsheets how so you keep up with all these people you're tagging but Uh, more fans should be like you, man. And uh, thank you so much for all your support. And uh, I hope you're feeling better. I know you were uh, not doing so well the past couple of weeks and you had tweeted about that. So hope you're back on your feet and uh, thanks.
3: James? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, the concern, I don't know that it was so much like, I don't think this is going to reach the biggest thing. It was, I, I hope... (laughs) that's the positive Neil, you know, Uh, I'm curious as to how it's going to reach the bigger fan base. And I think that uh, anybody who's positive about uh, Project Luminous uh, realistically has that question as well. So um, it's a good question. And and it really perfectly leads us into the discussion. Thanks for the take, uh, Neil. I think you're, you're, you're dead on. Yeah.
1: Neil, you did such a great job. I completely agree with you. I think there's a lot of questions around what does this mean for Star Wars? You know, leading into The Rise of Skywalker, we got pummeled with marketing about how this is the end of an era. This is the end of the saga. This is the end. Oh my God, it's over. This is the final battle, etc. Um, So this announcement, I think, hyped us up more than we thought it would because we were like, okay, well, what's next? And to find out that when you're a fan of all the movies that this is just books and comics, there's a little bit of a, what about me? Like, I like going to the movies to see star Wars. I like watching it on TV. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a concern that we all have in it. And it goes into our discussion that we're about to have in like two seconds. Um, but you did a great <laughs> job. And as always, thank you for staying positive. Even when you have concerns or that you're not sure of something, or hey, you just don't agree. You always do it in the best way, so thanks for that. And now uh-huh. we're going to go to John for the Discussione. John?
0: Discussione?
1: Yeah. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> hey, guys. It's our Discussione.
1: <laughs> no, it's time for our discussion.
0: obi one once thought as you do. I don't you do it's time. I don't do it's time.
1: I thought you were making fun of me. I said that you missed it. If that's what you were making fun of me for uh, the way you I said miss- it, it sounded like you were, and I missed
0: that I think we're running
3: out of time.
0: <laughs> You're running out of time. <laughs> All right, guys. So no, you're our running, discussion,
1: running out of time. Speaking of time,
0: our discussion is taking us back in time. What impact will the High Republic have on the immediate future of Star Wars? So we got Project Luminous is now officially called the High Republic Era, uh, which will be made up of books and comics interwoven telling stories that take place in the High Republic Era, which takes place 230 plus years before the Battle of Yavin. BBY for all of you nerds out there. Patrick Covey, I'm looking at you, buddy. As of now, <laughs> Disney has said there are no plans to create TV shows or films coinciding with the era. Um, but I, like I said, as of now. So let's talk about the impact this project will have on the immediate future of the franchise. Obviously, we're going to be doing a bit of speculating, wondering where it will go. Uh, James, you had brought up on Monday. Uh, they've been pretty clear this is called a phase one of uh, however many. We're not sure. But uh, I'll just kick things off here by saying... Um, if you're, I'm a little shocked, uh, again, I, you know, I touched on this on Monday that they held such a grand sized event, uh, for this, for books and comics, um, where they brought media in, uh, not us, but they brought other media in, uh, at, in LA at Disney, uh, and Kathleen Kennedy's not there, just v- really weird vibes on this. Something was a little strange about that. But, gen, like, general audience speaking, kind of like what Neil touched on a little bit. And, you know, I talked to my brothers and I, uh, my brother, brothers, I have one brother. I talked to my brother, talked to my friends, and, you know, the people who create these billion dollar box office draws for these movies, They they are not anywhere close to the pulse of this thing. I mean, they don't even know really much about, like, the Clone Wars and, like, big successful animated shows that Star Wars does. So it depends on where they go with other media about this high Republic era, if they stay in just literature, I don't think it has that big of an impact. And I think it may stay isolated in its bubble. So it really depends on where they take it with a phase two or how big they stretch the timeline out. If they decide to make shows, animated shows and that sort of thing from it. So that's, that's where I'm my starting place is. Uh, so um, James, I, I'm going to, I'm going to kick it over to you since you're the book are uh, the biggest book person out of us here what uh you're probably the most excited about it so what's uh what do you got
3: honestly i i feel like a lot of star wars fans are looking at this like negatively and to me personally i look at this whole thing and i'm like could not have done better at, at anything i don't think there was this big roll the red carpet out for this announcement i think they they just brought some people to this like hotel and uh, had a couple media there. I think they w- they were more or less like doing it for the authors and the people that were working together. They're like, Hey, you guys have been working on this for many years uh, and we're not just going to make it a blog post where we know you've been working hard at uh, creating this cross-platform thing. And we're, we're going to throw you this little thing. It's nothing huge. And, and the star Wars you know, social media accounts and stuff that are covering this and saying, this is the future of star Wars and all this. It's like, I I think that is the fault of the fans, like putting too much into this. I don't think we were hit over the head with it. I think we were given, um, very little information you know, I think some of the stuff that we're even like speculating on was like leaked stuff like, oh, it's going to be about this and all this. And and it's like, that's not Lucasfilm. They're not in control of that. They th- right. as far as the the viral campaign of this whole thing, it's just like some authors occasionally talking about how they worked on the luminous thing. I don't think that's a big, I don't think that's Lucasfilm saying we're bringing out Kathleen Kennedy. And it, I, I just, I like the way they've rolled this out. And I think it's really smart of them to say what we're wanting to do for ourselves as, as the creators of this thing is create a new world that could maybe down the line, potentially be something really cool, but we're, we're just, we want to build within this sandbox um, and I don't think they're promising anything either. So I, I, j- I like sure. exactly what they're doing. And I feel like if, if you were in charge of, um, the literature of star Wars, like this is a big deal. Um, but they're, but I don't think they're like over hyping it. I think they're being very real about what it is like, Oh, we we're very excited about all the things that we're doing. Um, but we don't want to make it seem like it's a new movie announcement or something, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love the rollout of this. I think it's great.
1: All right. Am <laughs> oh, right. I just going then?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah, doing? you're next.
1: Cause I, you gave yeah, James a question. A so I was waiting. I thought you might give me a question, but that's no, okay. I just,
0: yeah. I, start I think I was kind of setting you up you and then we just, yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, so, I disagree with you. I think they hyped this up, like, big time for, like, over a year. Like, everything was, like, just text on on a black image. that's like, coming soon, coming this date, coming in January. No, just kidding. It's coming in February. Um, I think they did hype it up for this event. Um, it was a small event, but they had it on the Disney lot. They had food there. They had, like, draped... Lighting and all these things and I think they did make it a big deal and my disappointment actually isn't necessarily that it wasn't a bigger announcement than what they gave us because I think they're kind of leading into what could come for movies and TVs eventually maybe my disappointment more than anything was that they didn't live stream it like I kind of wish they live it. I think
3: that points to them not making it a big deal I think that's in my my camp They didn't even bother to live stream it. It was a private event.
1: I mean, I guess, but they still invited like 30 press people that were live tweeting the whole thing the whole time. I think it was, I think that comes into less not making it a big deal. And from my own experience Mm -hmm. of events, more of like a logistics, like, okay, well, if we wanted to live stream this, what would we need to live stream? And it's like this whole thing. Like, I think that is more of the argument, less that they wouldn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Away from that. Away from that stuff, because it doesn't matter if I thought it was too hyped or not. Whatever. I'm very interested in actually the video slash trailer that they showed during the event and then after the fact, which had Pablo in it, which had Story Group in it, which showed their process, which is very interesting that they've been working on this for so long, and they went to uh, Skywalker Ranch and all this stuff. Um, And then they worked with people like Doug Chang, for concept art of what these characters look like. Um, So I think the positive thing coming out of this for me was that this is a whole new era, a whole new bunch of characters that we can connect with, new adventures, new stories to tell that's not in the Skywalker saga, which we've been saying for, since I've been on the podcast for two years now, like what's going to happen next? This is it. This is what's happening. And it's going back in time, but it's like so refreshing to know that there's no personal connections yet with these characters, so no one's going in with a, oh, this isn't my Star Wars because it's not anybody's Star Wars right now. Right,
2: yeah.
1: Um, which is really exciting to me. I'm not the big, biggest comics and books fan. I've read a lot of the books, um, and especially the novelizations from the movies. Those are tend to be my favorites because those are the characters that I've known basically my whole life. But I'm excited at the aspect that I don't know what's coming, but it also makes me kind of nervous because I'm like, where could this go? But when they described it as, you know, Jedi Knights of the Round Table and Space Vikings and the Wild West and the Outer Rim, we got that kind of feel from The Mandalorian and I absolutely adore The Mandalorian and that's with stuff that we kind of already know. So I can only imagine what we're going to get. And like I said on Monday, obviously something bad could happen during this time period that sets off the story or sets the story in motion. But the idea that the Jedi are kind of like in their heyday is very cool to me because we've only seen kind of the other end of that that uh-huh. timeline. The Palpatine
0: um, manipulated, yeah.
1: Yeah, and them falling apart and then all of them dying and then there's like three left and <laughs> like yeah. that kind of thing. Like I, I can't wait to see all these different types of Jedi and – see what they can do because I because you know we're going to get new force powers we have to
0: how do you feel about the Wookiee Jedi
1: I think it's cool it's whatever have no problems it's like everybody gets their favorite you know it's like I Space Girls I, I,
0: I don't like it it's like it's, a, it, it's like when you play sports as a kid and everybody gets the trophy because they participated they're like alright Wookiee Wookiee you get to be a Jedi too
1: well, I like, think they're saying that maybe the force was more powerful at this time period, or something. No, or?
0: I know. I just it's gonna be weird seeing a. Well, I guess we might not see it. It'll just be in pages seeing a Wookiee right you know, swinging so right. a lightsaber around. But, um, no, I mean those are good points. I, I I lean more towards you, Lacey, in terms of they may have overshot in terms of uh what what the deal is with this. But I, I, and this is kind of speculation. But before I get to that point. Someone filmed a video, and I apologize which uh, media account did it, uh, of the the person introducing everything that day, that night. Uh, It was a woman from Disney Press, Disney Lucasfilm Press. And she said some things that I don't even know that Michael Siglane, like the head of Disney... Pre, uh, press and lucas disney Lucasfilm press it's, uh, it's so hard to say that name now i don't, I don't know if he would believe this if you held, hooked him up to a lie detector test so she said you know what carried star wars from 1983 to 1999 the books and she said and you know some of the people in the crowd were like eh, did it <laughs> she's like <laughs> and i don't know how big the room was but you know like when a room's not mic'd but even though people laugh, it's weird because it doesn't get picked up on uh, you know audio. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "From 2005 to 2015, what carried Star Wars? The books and comics." It's like Clone Wars. Eh. So that's a weird statement to me. It's almost like they're trying to convince people of its bigger impact in the history of Star Wars that it didn't really have. Especially when you consider George Lucas never considered those books his canon. They're very mm-hmm. good. I know a lot of people like them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the facts. George Lucas did not consider those books canon. They were licensed. Uh, they're wonderful, and that's fine. But to, to to come out now and say that they were this entrenched part of carrying the legacy. Star Wars was over in 1983. That's why books were the only, there was the only thing, books and toys. So uh, I think that's a little bit of misleading your audience and, and, and insulting their intelligence in a bit to, to, to say that I know some people may disagree with that. James may disagree with that. I'm not sure. My bigger point here, and this is like speculation nation here. Benny Offenwise wise came out and said their movies were going to take place a few hundred years before the skywalkers and the prequels. They were announced to be making those films in the beginning of 2018 This project was started working on in 2018. I have a feeling that that was supposed to be a bigger connectivity there between this project and what those guys were working on, which would make a lot more sense that they were hyping that thing. Because while they were starting to hype and promote Project Luminous, those guys were still on board making those movies. And the fact that they came out and confirmed that what they were going to be doing for their series of films, not even just a trilogy, was indeed going to be about the Jedi in like a medieval sense, hundreds of years before the Skywalkers. Matches exactly what this is. So if they were did going you say to do hundreds, that,
3: hundreds, or did they say the origins of the Jedi?
0: I may be misspeaking but they did clearly make it sound like it was well before the Skywalkers. Um, I, you know, my report on it from the guy I, t- my source that I talked to said hundreds of years before the the prequel. Sure. If that was in place in 2018 and they were indeed developing that, which is confirmed, and this started developing in 2018, I don't see how they would have ran two projects that didn't cross paths in either way. So I'm beginning to think that once those guys jettisoned that, this thing was so well into motion already because it takes a long time. You know, I work in publishing to develop books, write books published books, the whole deal, uh, interweave these stories with the comics and all that stuff. This might've been so well on its way that they're like, look, I know those guys are out. We can't shut this down now. So it almost makes me think that maybe they did overshoot uh, their target, but because of that overlaying cloud.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I, I yeah I I definitely disagree with the overshoot your target thing. They're not doing like GMA ads, but <laughs> um, no yeah
0: yeah no that's fair. Uh,
3: but do you guys want to talk about the 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 just what it is like as far as do we feel like sure, we're we're sure. vibing the 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 medieval uh thing? Yeah. Um, I think one of the best things about this announcement to me was them saying that the Republic as it stands right now. And they also say the height of the Jedi. And I, I don't think that means bigger than what we saw in the prequels. I think that means they're at their height that they've ever been, um, mm-hmm. like state of the art, but it, that's clearly less than where, where they are. 200, 300 years later, or whatever, 230 years later. Um, I think that the best thing they could have said is that the Republic is in a niche of the galaxy. They are not the larger galaxy at hand. And I have always pictured that the Republic that stood for over a thousand years, or I think it was exactly a thousand years, has always been the whole galaxy, you know, maybe not the the unknown, unknown regions or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's like a small portion of the galaxy. The, the galaxy at large has been the Republic and this is new information. This is, they're only a part of it. They're let's say, <coughs> sorry, 20%. Now that 20% has to step into the 80% and they're the minority. mm-hmm <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that—that's a fair point to bring up. And now the question being, are are we? How many Jedi are we focusing on with these stories? I mean, is it going to be a situation where Charles Soule, like, because Lacey, you were talking about, you're interested in Charles Soul's book um, because it is like we're going to get a glimpse of the good times, and then like Ar- Armageddon, the meteor is going to hit the through Manhattan, and all chaos is going to ensue, or whatever, from these Viking guys. Are mm-hmm. we going to focus on 12 Jedi around this round table or is it going to be like now we're going to go to this planet and these Jedi, the Wookiees on Kashik, the Jedi, those, the Jedi of Kashik have their own round table. And then the Jedi, it's going to be like the Senate, but it's the Jedi. Like, I, I don't, I don't know the scope of what, what the, the Jedi are going to be like. I can't put my finger on that. Do you, Lacey, do you have uh, any thoughts on this?
1: So I don't mean to go off tangent, yeah. like on a tangent. But like my mind is like blown right now that you just connected those guys, the Game of Thrones guys with this, because they were supposed to announce everything that's happening with this at New York Comic Con. And these guys quit at the end of October. So if I was in Lucasfilm and I knew this was going to happen, I would tell them not to announce anything at New York Comic Con because i by the way i went while viewers at home if you see me looking at my phone i was looking up to see what the actual quote was and it's the origins of the jedi and how they came to be so that could play into this story yeah that could play into the storyline though if they're just getting started out like that's a big broad statement right but it's just Mm -hmm. very weird and then i'm hearing from you know people that were at the event that heard from the executives that said they were going to announce it in October and then decided not to because they thought they would lose attention, that to me says something happened, so we got delayed. And this just all adds up that if this happened in October, if if this you're about to announce something and then someone goes, hey, by the way, you need to not announce this because... Stuff's happening <clears throat> behind the scenes. You need to hold off. Because I gotta, don't know if you remember, John, when we were there, mm-hmm. that hype was about what Project Luminous was. Well, everyone we thought, so hyped.
0: Everyone thought Star Wars Explained. Everyone thought they were going to announce it. That, that Yes. That, that and we
1: is. were all waiting in line for like 45 minutes before the panel opened for a book panel because we were like, what does this mean? Yes. We right. get there. They get through everything and we're, and we're waiting for it. and We're waiting for it. And we're waiting for it. And then they get to the end and they're like, well... We can't talk about it. So, um, I think they said It's a thing.
0: I think the only thing they added was that like Marvel's involved with it or something like that. And IDW's involved. Yeah, yeah.
1: But remember all the actors like Charles Soul even kind of seemed like I wish I could talk about it.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: 100%. And he seemed kind of a little annoyed, which I would be annoyed if I put all this work into something and then they're like you can't talk about it. Yeah. But I don't know. Something you said there is just clicking hmm. to me that it just makes sense in the timeline of their quitting and then this was supposed to be announced. And then I'm hearing from people at the event that execs said they were going to announce in October and then gave some like blah, blah, blah PR answer. That to me says that this probably was all tied together. This was and probably some grand plan that the books were going to tie to the movies and then this was going to tie to this. And then it yeah. all fell apart and they went, well, we can't stop with these books.
0: Exactly. Because
1: all these authors are already hired. We've already paid them. We're already in the process. Oh, they're and well underway. First drafts are And by the way, First your defense, done. James, yeah. Yeah, yeah, James, these are probably amazing stories that are ready to take us into the next era. They're not going to stop that because this fell through. They're going to keep plugging away and moving forward. That, to me, explains... <laughs> why all the hype was there. And then we ended up getting what we got.
3: What, what followers are you gay? <laughs> there was zero hype, zero hype for this thing. Like I, <sighs> for the longest time, this was, uh, it's probably the, from a certain point of view of empire strikes back. That was for like a year or more. That's what anybody talked about. I I don't want to talk about the hype, though. I want to talk about what it is. No, that's fine. Yeah,
0: we we can talk about what it is. I think what what Lacey is saying, like, there was a lot of teasing. There would be, like, Project Luminous coming. It's coming. It's coming.
3: From, uh, like, uh, look, I'm, I'm one that talks very big of the books. I think that the books and all this stuff is important, but it's really surprising to me that you guys know that, like, Claudia Gray and Kevin Scott and... Uh, Daniel Jose older and stuff are the people who are involved in this. And you guys think this is this huge thing. And there was all this hype about the future of star Wars. I feel like it was very clear. This was like, Oh, it's going to be more than one book. It's going to probably just going to be like a bunch of books that all kind of center around the same idea. Unless you, unless, well then you're not
0: buying into the idea that there was supposed to be some sort of connectivity with what, uh, Benny F
3: and Wise were doing. But anyway,
0: um, yeah, you but want to talk I, about... Because
3: I, I don't think the hype was there. If that was real, I mean, and it might it might be. It might have been a big surprise. That's but fine. I think if that was real, they actually legitimately would have been like rolling GMA ads. Like, Disney today announced the future of Star Wars.
0: Well, all we can do now <clears throat> is talk about what exists yeah. now. The Benny F and Wise guys are gone. There's no talk mm-hmm. about connectivity. So uh impact on what this uh batch of storytelling is gonna have on the future of star wars so james do you think them calling this a phase one is that them covering themselves uh, in terms of like oh we're gonna have don't worry there's more coming to this uh wh- where do you where do you see this impacting star wars uh are you looking at other media are you looking at animated shows in the future where's your mind at with this stuff
3: I am looking at an animated. I'm looking at video games as well. I think that at call, the end yeah. of the day, they could, they could even cultivate something that would be like, Oh, well, we never brought it to film or we never brought it to live action. But at the end of the day, people still really love the, like the rebels era, you know, um, uh, or, or the Mandalorian era. I, yeah. I, th- those are bad examples. Cause they, there's live action things in those right. things. I I really think that that if you are right that their plans were that they were going to involve a movie, I think ultimately what they want to do with this era is they wanted to create it and cultivate it and have someone like J.J. Abrams was not involved in the production of the original Star Wars, but he looked at the world that was there and the stories that had been told, and he created a movie based in that world. Mm-hmm. Um I think that they could cultivate that their plans are to cultivate a certain era of time that says, Hey, uh, we were thinking about doing uh, a new movie. What do you think? Would you be interested in this time era? And if someone is like, yeah, I love all that stuff. That stuff resonates with me. Then they're like, well, you might be the filmmaker for us. Um, but I, but again, I just, I, I like the idea of these stories completely separate and I it's kind of comes back to Neil's question is I don't think this is something that the bigger world needs to pay attention to the the bigger Star Wars fandom I don't think they need to pay attention to it but if they do pay attention to it and it does get a big payoff then anybody who's been following it is going to be happily ahead of the game yeah. They're going to be like, "Well, where were you in 2020 when they announced all this stuff?" Right. You know? Right. <clears throat>
0: yeah. I agree. I my my thing I guess is they're clearly and as they as you imagine they always would, pitching this as this is the future of Star Wars, you know like I said, what that uh, rep from, I don't want to call her rep. I, I don't know what her title was. The person from the Disney Lucasfilm press who made that speech at the beginning about how it carried books were carried forever during the dark times or whatever. They're, they're pitching it as this. And, you know, I think you're agreeing your general star Wars fan who buys your movie tickets and maybe even sees the Mandalorian isn't even anywhere sniffing what this thing is. Uh, it's just not on their radar. And so it's hard for me to buy that sell. But I do agree with you if they do start branching out and they make a cool video game of these and you could really visualize uh, like tangibly visualize these roundtable Jedi Knights fighting these crazy Vikings and you have this insane creatures and you're entering all these new things in Star Wars. I think that's very enticing to people, uh, especially if you model, model it around similar things in the game, you know, video game world that people are used to or an animated series. Like an, an animated series in this type of era could be very dynamic if you get the right animators and storytellers. So, um, I I'm with you on that. Uh, if they expand it to other media, that's how you can expand your audience. If you keep it literature, uh, you, you're you're always going to have a tight bubble. Um, as great as the storytelling may be, like I am already eyeing two of these books, or at least one the Marvel comic, and one or two of the books, and uh, I, I'm 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 in. I may audiobook it, you know, because I can't always sit down and read a book. I got to drive around sometimes, and that's where I get my time alone. But uh, I'm on board with that stuff. Um, I don't know, Lacey, where are you at with that in terms of uh, its impact? Do they need to expand beyond beyond the books or do you think they can draw people in?
1: I think they definitely have to expand outside of the books because if they were making tons of money and getting tons of views from books, then they would only be doing books. Mm. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they would be focusing more on books than anything else. And that's not to downplay the books because the books are great. Um, but I think that The thing I'm most excited for is the Charles Soule book because it looks like the books that I grew up reading for Star Wars when I was little after I couldn't see another Star Wars movie. Like, in between the time that I saw the first Star Wars movies and then the prequels came out, I went to the books, which is, um, I believe, what that lady was trying to say. But even then, it wasn't a movie. It wasn't seeing it happen. Um, but the exciting thing about this time frame is that we could just get a brand new sweeping epic sci-fi fantasy that we all want. So yeah. that's what's exciting to me is that I'm just I'm ready for something new in Star Wars.
0: Sure, I, I agree. James, do you have one of these stories that you're most excited about? Like I know you and I have talked endlessly about you know, the Jedi and, and not liking this whole, you need the light and the dark. This Charles Soule book seems like it's pure and pure, uh, you know, good side Jedi stuff. Is that your draw? Like where, where's your draw out of these stories that you're most, uh, fired up on?
3: Um, I don't know that there is a particular book. If I had to say one, I would probably be the, the Charles soul just because it's the kickoff and it will probably set the precedent. Um, but I think what's really interesting in this, I know we've kind of taken a turn down, like <laughs> the hype train, but I was, I had a bunch of stuff written down as far as like, how do the Sith play into this? Cause they're out there, but they're not doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, how does the dark side fit into this? Um, because there will always be dark, so what is the dark side in this thing? because they even specifically use the phrase um a frightening new adversary, and we're well aware that they're like people like the night sisters, they're not Sith, but right. they're definitely the dark side, and um there's there's a cool new thing that I think they want to do that is very... Because the Jedi are the main adversaries. It's not like the Chiss versus the Griss. You know, that's a frightening new adversary that feels like it's humans fighting humans or it's not, it's aliens and aliens, but this is the Jedi versus the dark side, but the dark side is not the Sith. And what is that entity that is a frightening new adversary to threaten the the high republic at this time frame Mm -hmm. um to create the great um what was the word that he used great disaster or something
0: cataclysm Um,
3: yeah something along those lines that's going to to cause something that's that ruptures their infrastructure so heavily that the uh the question was what are the jedi afraid of you know it's yeah I I love this idea of the Jedi being the 20% of the galaxy and then the 80% overtaking them or or standing up and them needing to push back against that. It's almost as if the Jedi are the new rebels fighting against the new empire.
0: That's an interesting angle because you know what it made me think about? Like... (laughs) In the prequels, like, is when they, they start admitting, like, the people aren't trusting the Jedi anymore. And you have to figure in this era, the Jedi have the full faith of the galaxy or at least people within on board with said Republic. Um, so that'll be a different take because even during the prequels, like the Phantom Menace, there was still unease about what the Jedi were doing. So this will be our real first look at everyone fully believing the Jedi are the good guys and doing the right thing, I guess. Right.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Not to go against well, what you're saying. Wait, but wait, wait. Guess, say,
3: say that again. Sorry. Fully
0: fully believing that and, and fully trusting that they have their best interests in mind and they're, the Jedi aren't power hungry or anything like that, that they are these genuine uh, guardians uh, and, and not trying to take rule themselves, which is what Palpatine tried to plant seeds uh, in with uh, the people within the Republic.
3: So it's going to be yeah. more of a, the Jedi are the, are the good guys and everyone's kind of on board with that. Yeah, I'm curious to see even too like what what section of the galaxy is the High Republic in? Because we look at all these other worlds that we might recognize like Coruscant for instance, Coruscant might not be part of the High Republic. It may be in the Coruscant at the time might be the center of these uh outskirts, wild wild west uh where the High Republic does not um uh, sure touch you know what i mean so um all these planets that we've recognized as like even the core worlds you know could it, it's just such a of a, a huge shift change i think and, it, and it's it's so exciting and fun i just i, I get really excited about it i just um I, I don't know about the whole film thing i don't know
0: i don't know either i mean lacy you brought it up um uh, monday that you know, it is the time of peace, whatever. And yeah, there is going to be this cataclysmic event that causes this chaos with all these crazy Viking warlord, whatever you want to call them people. But you, I think you were kind of saying like what what I just uh, mentioned about how the Jedi are going to kind of be at their <coughs> peak and it is going to be a peacetime. Uh, but a lot of that is probably the fact that they're going to have the faith of the people. And that's usually... Um, not to bring politics back into Star Wars, but the prequels definitely um weighed heavily more on that than like the original trilogy or sequel trilogy. Do you think um it's gonna be more prequel vibey because of that? Like in other words, like do the people trust the Jedi? They do more now in this era.
1: I don't really know, to be honest. I, yeah. I I'm not a gigantic prequel fan, so Mm -hmm. I my immediate fear is that it gets too much into that politics stuff like going into the Thrawn books where they're sitting around a table talking about like war plans like that's not interesting to me yeah I I want the ragtag group that's going on an adventure to solve some problem like that's the Star Wars that I like to read and that might not be for everybody um, and that's fine but the moment that we get into the oh well this is how the government's running and this is how this planet is running this empire and stuff like like i just tune out like yeah i l- real life sucks enough like just put me on a <laughs> spaceship and send me somewhere because i don't want to talk about political stuff
0: put me on the spaceship i'm with you um that yeah. it makes me think like the Justina Ireland book, which I said interests me just based on that cover, a test of courage. It kind of shows; it gives that ragtag vibe. You have these two Jedi and these two like kids and a droid. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. because the, my what's big the a
1: troop thi- for that book though?
0: I think it's uh Is oh, it an early reader? Oh, I don't know. It could be. It looks very cartoony. Yeah, I.
3: It's very. It's like Spark of Resistance and um, uh, Pirates. Place and ah. the Lando book and stuff. Yeah, I I think it's a which bad Claudia Gray's
1: is like YA, right?
3: Above that, yeah. I yeah. feel like Claudia Gray's
0: might new be, adult.
3: Yeah, like Lost Starsy
0: kind of, but which I guess, is new adult. Yeah, yeah. But um, I guess my point is my concern about this type of era is if it's all Jedi as your main characters, there's a lot of stuffiness there because you don't have your Han Solos and your more regular blue collar type of Star Wars characters that bring the the humor uh i feel like the prequels lacked heavily in humor and maybe they're trying to learn Mm. from that mistake by interjecting more of these weird quirky characters in these books right um because the jedi are just not funny and you know they tried to make anakin and and obi-wan funnier in the clone wars but i thought it was a little weird um but maybe they're trying to interject new characters and maybe that's why there's a Wookiee jedi i don't know but um, right. W- well, once they, uh, once they give us more information, cause even Charles soul today is like, I can't really tell you anything. It's like, we can't really talk too much about it, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on board. I, I think it's interesting and I'm curious where it expands from here. And obviously we're going to talk more about it.
3: One other quick thing too, that I was thinking of is I think a good likening to this, uh, announcement is similar to when they were opening up galaxy's edge and there was this big wave of books that were like oh the galaxy's edge comic the galaxy's edge YA yeah. the galaxy's edge um you know novel with uh, it was a follow up to phasma and and all this stuff and it all had to do with and somehow all of it was connecting and you could then go to the park and you'll be able to see like one of the characters that walks around is Vimerati. it's like yeah. oh that's from these galaxy's edge books and right. the whole reason we're here is because of her and all this stuff in it and it all ties in in a very big way to star Wars. But is it really big? Like, I don't, I, I, I have speculated before that they were going to launch off of galaxy's edge. Like what if it's in rise of Skywalker? Wouldn't that be great? But I don't, I don't think, especially at this point, I don't think they're looking to start a new era, you know, out of galaxy's edge and all the books that were involved in that project. That's I think maybe I maybe a little bit of like I learned from that and like I'm looking at this and i are like hey we're launching a new era of books and they're all going to revolve around these characters and these things and there's going to be YA novels and comics and stuff and I go oh okay yeah so it's it's going to be really cool for a certain era but like I don't think I was never really under the impression that it was a a bigger thing um, yeah but I'm but I'm excited about it because I think this is way cooler. Than the Galaxy's Edge world. Oh, I agree. Yeah, you know, with like, like Doc the Ondar stuff. going on missions, and I feel like those were commercials for a theme park. Well, I, I I like all those things. I'm definitely no, I'm like saying. involved yeah. in, and yeah. I think they're good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I I had a hard time at that time. We were doing book discussions and stuff, and there was a couple times I was like, this feels like I <laughs> I don't know if anybody watches that. There's one book where they were literally like. She's like, where do you get water? And they're like, oh, you can get water from the fountains. They're over by the bathrooms <laughs> or oh, something geez. like that. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, next to the that Coke takes machine. me out of the yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty blatant in some, sometimes. So I had a hard time arguing the commercial aspect of it, but I like this. I like this high Republic thing. I think it's free from all that. It's just an area. It's a sandbox. Yeah.
0: Last thing to close this thing out. Um, do you guys think. Uh, Yoda appears in any of these books?
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, it. The reason that's a hard question is because it's phase one. Okay. But Yoda is absolutely, no doubt, a part of the High Republic.
0: I, he's, he's involved. Yeah. I, I think he's... 100%. In the, I think he's in Charles Soule's book. I think they're going to get yeah. him I in think there. it's
1: leading up to Yoda, and that's why it's called Project Luminous.
0: Leading up to him? So you think he'll come like later? Like him showing up. Hmm. See, my only yeah. thing... With, yeah. Yeah, because he said for uh, he's been training Jedi since he was 100, and he's supposed to be like 650 here. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got five centuries of training Jedi, so he's got to be here somewhere around here,
3: right? And the only reason Also, why th- there's a. From the video, like they, you know, the a Reddit concept fans went thing. in. Yeah. And then you can see a little thing with some hair and stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I I almost think they want to throw them right at the beginning. So people are like, oh, Yo, Yoda's in that book? Oh, maybe I will check these things out. But who knows? But um, So is
3: Yaddle, though, right? Oh, you got to Presumably.
0: You got to bring her back. She's a hot character. You gotta she bring would be back. roughly yeah.
3: around the same age. Um, there's another character. I think Tara Sinube is. Older than 200, I could be wrong. Maz Kanata,
0: let's let's go, right?
3: Maz <laughs> Kanata would r- could running a, bar be a part of this. Yeah, yeah, she's
0: had it for a long time. Maybe it's the same place. Uh, it'd be cool to see those Jedi pop in that place. Um, but I mean, we'll talk about this a lot more as more details come out. Obviously, we're uh, up against time here. Uh, so, you guys, good to move on for now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, let's hop it over so we can hear from you guys and uh, check out what you had to tweet in Resistance Transmissions. Lacey, what is going on this week?
1: Hey, guys. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. So, how this works is every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter. And you guys give your answers. And the most creative, interesting, funny... Depressing, whatever, just depressing. over the top answers get pulled. So I've never read these. I don't know what the situation is. Um, just word to the wise for future reference. Don't tag me in these because I don't want to see them. So mm. sometimes people do and I get it, but like just try not to. All right. That being said, the situation is behind the scenes of Revenge of the Sith, what is Ian McDermott, the actor, not Palpatine, thinking here? And it's a picture of George, who's looking at some type of probably scene list or something, some type of production Script, note. shot list. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kenobi and Anakin are looking at the sheet with him, which is Hayden and um, Ewan McGregor. And then over in the corner, like photo bombing it is Ian McDermott, I just staring at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of focus, but yes.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to get it focused, but it
1: won't. Happen. All right. So the first answer comes from Carrie Thornhill at Carrie Thornhill one, and Carrie said, "Can't wait to come back in a little over a decade just to look even more like a melted candle." <laughs> 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 That's even his real it. face, <laughs> 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 Carrie. Oh All right. Boy. Next melted
2: is N- Candle
1: is Nicholas Kratz, and he said. The Senate grows impatient.
0: Way to get your <laughs> handle, Nicholas. Well done. Yeah.
1: Next up is Andrew Staley at Deuce underscore Staley. And Andrew said, I think I'll mass market this robe as a blanket with sleeves you can wear whilst <laughs> whilst lounging. I'll call them sheavies. No, wait, snuggies. Good.
2: Good.
0: Oh, man. Bed. I... Th-
3: not a bad idea. I thought that was going a different direction. I thought he was going to go with Sleeve Palpatine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> good job, man.
1: Next up is Dottie Cat at Libra underscore Maxwell. And Dottie said, I guess no one is going to ask me what I want from Panera. <laughs> <laughs> good. Next up is Jason at Jiv Jav, And Jason said, I really wish I could be like hoisted on a big crane instead of having to walk everywhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next up is another Jason, Jason M. at Jason Mitts. And Jason said, yep, we're all here in costume, on time, crew's ready, and George wants to share his recipe for his world-famous potato salad.
3: <laughs> Gosh.
1: I love it. I would salad. love
3: to have George's world famous potato salad. Yeah. That'd probably be really that'd good. Be awesome. Yeah.
1: Next is Jim Corbett at Jcorb 3TT83. Up, uh and he said, "Hayden, I saw your browser history."
3: There it is. <laughs> Genghis dingus.
1: Oh jeez. Next <laughs> How is How to save
3: your loved ones from dying. <laughs> yeah.
1: Next is Chris Brettel at Chris Brettel. Hey, Chris. And Chris said, long have I
0: waited. (laughs) That's awesome. And way to get your handle, Chris.
1: Oh, that's a good one. All right. And then last but not least is Aaron Saboda at Aaron Saboda. Oh, my God. And he wrote, now this is crop dusting. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Unreal. Oh. Unreal. <laughs> you guys. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. John is dying. Uh, and you could be on the show. <laughs> Back to you, John.
0: I love fart jokes. I'm sorry. I'm just
1: Apparently. You know. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for watching, listening, being a part of the resistance. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the High Republic. Obviously, just scratching the surface, uh, we could have gone on for a while, but we did go on for a while. But I hope you enjoyed uh, this little bit of a longer episode here. Um, But yeah, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, and share it with a friend. If you have one friend, two friends that like Star Wars, they may not know about Star Wars podcasts, so share us with them, and we really appreciate your help there. Um, Go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. As you heard earlier, uh, we had one of our patrons, General Neal, on the podcast, Um, but that's tier five. You know, we have five tiers. So what we want you to do is head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Check out the five tiers. You can be a major, a lieutenant, a commander, an admiral, or a general. See which one works for you. Each one has different benefits, uh, but the first tier gets you into the base at all times to access all the content on that page. So uh, check it out. If you see something you like, a tier you dig, want to sign up and support us, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I want to thank our Patreon generals. Uh, Just mentioned uh, Neil Lowry right there, but we also have Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Racy, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, the DeLorean owner and Val Trichkov. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. You are the absolute best. As you know, T public.com.
3: Nemorian. No, who? It's terrible. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said, not Nemorian. I
3: said, not Nemorian.
0: <laughs> That's actually not bad. James, even this late in the night for us. <sighs> yeah. Um, T public.com for our t-shirts. Just look up resistance broadcast. Uh, I am all the Jedi is available there, uh, as well as makes a little too happen and all that good stuff. Um, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and StarWarsNewsNet.com.
3: James? Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks.
0: Lacey?
1: Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gilleran.
3: All right.
0: That will do it from us here in the base. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And as always, we'll see you on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.